back to another Haystack Nation podcast episode. I'm Jesse C.S. here with Vanessa C.S. Hello. We got a couple of tiny guests in the studio today. We have Evangeline and Elijah C.S. Yay. Hi. 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 Hey, guys. Evie, thank you for that lovely introduction. It's hard to uh, compete with that introduction. It's way too cute. It's a lot cuter than mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to disagree with that one. All right. Well, we're excited to be here with you all again for another podcast. And uh, we are missing uh, half of our team today. Yes, we are yeah. missing Dwayne and Evanette. Yeah, we're missing them. Not just physically missing them, but also missing them in other ways. We just saw them yesterday, Jesse. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We did not just see them yesterday. Maybe in. Just kidding. Yeah, it's been a while. We've talked to them over the phone, but yeah, uh, we haven't seen them and it's, you know, weighs heavily on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we, we can still have a good time here on Haystack Nation. We can still talk about some things and encourage encourage uh, our followers and <coughs> anyone yeah. yeah, anyone out there listening. Um, we can still do that. And Dwayne and Evanette are actually on vacation and probably traveling the countryside by now. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah, having fun. More fun than podcasting. I know. <laughs> hey, what's more fun than podcasting? Come on. What's more? Let's be honest. What's more fun than doing a podcast? Road tripping. Road tripping. Road tripping is fun. That is fun. We've done a few road trips, right? And it's it's been fun. Do you remember, Elijah, the last road trip we did? Oh, yeah. Where did we go? Do you remember we where we went? We went to the place with that tree house. I forgot about the Oh, place. no, oh. We, we went camping, yeah. But our last long road trip, I think, was when we traveled to Arizona. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, our last Last long year. Long. Yeah, last year. That was fun. Went to the Grand Canyon. and oh, Remember all that? So much fun. So much fun. Well, we're excited anyway. Today we have a really cool podcast, um, a topic that, again, I think should be relevant to for all of us, especially in difficult, trying times such as these. And uh, we're going to, uh, yeah, share some of that encouragement and uplifting spirit with you all and just want to remind you to visit us on facebook instagram we are on the social media um and follow us there if you like our podcast share it with somebody else you know uh, subscribe and and share and uh, help someone else come to experience the haystack nation have the haystack nation experience yes and we will definitely be doing another uh, episode for other than haystacks yeah um, it's been a while it has been a while a lot's been going on uh but evan and i Evanette and i have i think have a new recipe that we want to try is just trying to work around her schedule she's been working a lot she so has been. um just no excuse it's no excuse but yeah <laughs> to she has record been. <laughs> no she's got a lot on her plate for sure and i know that she's uh working hard and so when we get a chance to do this and bring to you another Haystack Nation, another cooking episode, we'll definitely do that as soon as possible. But um, yeah, like I said, we're on social media. Share us with others, you know, follow us, like us. Um, and we hope that uh, you can join this uh, Haystack Nation team as a subscriber and follower. All right. So we have, you know, we have a topic we want to discuss and share with you all today and uh, Elijah wants uh, to kick us off with a little memory verse. memory verse. So, all right, share it with us, Elijah. 
I have placed my rainbow in this cloud. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. Genesis 9.13. Awesome, Elijah. Nice. That was beautiful. That was... Oh, not that one. That's the one we want to go for. <laughs> kind of funny, but actually more of an applause for you. Good Yay. job. Good job, Elijah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> That's what happens when you get your buttons mixed up on your soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Elijah and Evie. All right, guys. We'll see you back here next time on Haystack Nation, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, today we thought we'd share um, the, we'd talk about the the idea of promises and God's promises to be specific. Um, and we've, you know, we've had times in our life and I'm sure everyone else around us have had times in their lives where they have needed to rely on God's promises. And I mean, it's sometimes difficult to do that. Yes. Have you ever felt like this might just be me, but have you ever felt like God's promises are just too good to be true? And maybe you don't claim them the way you should. I mean, does that, has that ever, I mean, has that ever happened to you? Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I think sometimes when you're in the thick of things, you forget those promises and you forget to claim them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, of course. Yeah. So we all go through those moments where it's like, you know, uh, I, th- I know God's promises. I know that they're in scripture, but when I'm stressed out, when I'm overwhelmed, um, it just seems like God's promises are too good to be true. And if I try to claim a promise, sometimes it feels like it's just not going to go anywhere or it's not going to have any kind of effect. So I think it's important that we share, um, that we remind each other the importance of God's promises and, and how true they are. And if we just claim them and, you know, try to apply them to our situations, we can have uh, a blessing that maybe we had no idea we could have. You know, mm-hmm. have you ever been in a situation, Vanessa, where you felt like I had to claim a promise and saw the results or the effects of claiming that promise? Um, yes, several times. Yeah. You want to share a particular oh, time? We're, we're diving in already. Well, yeah, we're kind of diving in <laughs> a little bit here. Um, My, might as well. You just got to jump in. You know, even when the water's cold, you just yeah. jump in. Well, um, I have several. I have one that I guess that comes to mind is um, a little bit. Let's see. Whenever we were trying to have children, yeah, that was something that was very hard for us, and we didn't know if we were going to be able to have children. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we tried for over a year, and that was very stressful, not knowing. And, you know, it was hard when you have friends or family that's having children and you're just trying to figure out like, well, am I going to be able to have children one day? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's probably one of the examples I could think of. One of the major ones that I can recall of having to, um, have to use God's a promise. promise. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you remember what promise was there a specific promise or you just felt like, Lord, I know that there are promises and you promised to be with us in these times. Was it just kind of like a, a knowing that God was going to be there or did you have a specific promise um, that you claimed? I think both like, I, you know, we grew up knowing that there's nothing impossible for God, mm-hmm. first of all. 
And I think one of my favorite memory verses and promises is from uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, where he says, for I know the plans I have for you, um, declares the Lord, uh, plans to prosper you and not to harm, um, plans to give you uh, a future and hope or mm. hope and future. Yeah, I've, I've definitely I've claimed to, that promise yes, a few times. I've had to definitely, that's probably like my go-to promise mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of things that I've uh, encountered yeah, I, I, I think I've used that promise. I, there's something about that promise that is very reassuring, you know, because it's like God is really trying to reach your heart, trying to just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to provide that extra hope that you need in the situation, right? Like, I have plans for you. I have plans for you, and I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to bring harm upon you. My plan is to prosper you. Yes. And sometimes when we are in our situations, we think, well, how can you prosper me when, I feel this way. How can you prosper me when all of these things are happening all around me? Like, I can't see that plan. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, I love that promise because it seems so personal. It's not just like a very generic. Yes. I mean, anyone that reads that promise, it's almost it's as if God is you. speaking directly to you. Yes. Yeah. So what did that do for you and uh, when you would find yourself maybe doubting, wondering, struggling, and you read that promise, like, what would that would it do something for you well, in that moment or was that something you just had to keep? Well, I think, you know, we're human. So we always have those moments of ups and downs where, you know, for a time it, I don't want to use the word satisfy, mm-hmm. but it fits that time. And then you forget again, because again, you've got all these other things that are reminding you of where you're at at that point. Yeah. So, um, I think for me, just like the, the, the verse said is that it gave me hope mm-hmm. that first of all, God wants what's best for me. He knows what's best for me. And I had to basically just say, um, which is really, really hard to say is if this is not in the plans for me, help me to be okay with that. And so, um, which is not very easy to say because mm-hmm. you, it's kind of like, I'll give it to you, Lord but I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that it's what I want, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's true. And so is that putting your trust completely in God, you know, Mm -hmm. or is that just part of our human nature that God's grace kind of covers, you know? And I think that's definitely, um, his grace that because he knew my heart at that time. He knew I was probably crossing my fingers saying, but yeah, yeah. It still wanted to go my way. It kind of reminds me of that, that, um, that story in the Bible where, um, you know, the, the man comes to Jesus and in, in the gospels, a man comes to Jesus and wants a specific request. I believe it was the healing of his child. Um, and, uh, you know, the man said at one point, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a part of him that wanted to believe so much in what Jesus could do and knew that Jesus could do things but at the same time, there was uh, a doubt, mm-hmm. a wondering, you know, and maybe that weakness, that human weakness that we all have where it's like, I know it can happen, but what if it doesn't? Yes. You know, so did you get the children you wanted? Well, I'm just kidding. Yes, I did. And I will say, I know that that was totally God's plan because a lot of the um, issues that I had during that time was basically my doctors telling me 
there's no way you're going to have children without help. And with all the circumstances, I'm just like, whoa, I don't understand how, like, I was able to have a child with all the health issues at that time that I was having. It was, it was definitely God answering that prayer. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe God intended for you not to have children, but since you asked for it, he's like, well, I'm going to give it to you and you're going to see why I didn't want you to. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But you know, it's funny that you asked that question because I really feel that God answered that prayer because he knew that down the road I was going to be challenged in another way mm-hmm. and to have a child to help me get through that and to be able to realize it's not just about me anymore mm-hmm. um, was, I think, the reason why he also gave me mm-hmm. children. So to kind of keep you grounded in a very stormy experience. Yes. Because I think that if it wasn't for having Elijah at that time in my life, Mm -hmm. I think things for me would have been so different. Mm. Because I, at that point I had to think, well, I can't just think about myself. I have to think about my child and what's best for him too. So kind of going through that experience or a series of experiences and to where you are now, do you see that God has prospered you? Do you feel like that promise that you claimed at that time, mm-hmm. that he has a plan for your life, that he plans to prosper you, not to bring harm upon you? We'll Do see you in the feel- next 10 years when our child graduates high school and see what he does with his life. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, he's going to have to uh, claim God's promises on his own at that point. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be other times also where we have to claim God's promises, you know, <laughs> and there has been. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean... That's, that's a, I guess that's a perspective now that you have, right? Looking back at it is that there was a plan. Maybe I didn't see it at that time, but looking back at it and seeing how things have unfolded. It was a def, it was definitely perfect timing, even though we had a hard time um, conceiving and, you know, again, it's not in our time. It's in his time. Yeah. And he knew that everything was going to be timed at the right time. I keep saying time. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. Yes. But yeah. because he knew I needed that in another thing that was going to be challenging to yeah. me. I think a lot of times also we realize that, you know, a lot of things, struggles or things that happen to us <laughs> as a result of our decision making and our choices. And we sometimes bring harm upon ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the things we choose to do sometimes in life. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are times when things happen that are completely out of your control, right? But I think a lot of times struggles and things that we go through that have a real impact on us, um, a lot of times has to do because we're on a bad path. you know. And when we consider what God says, it's like, I don't want to hurt you or bring harm to you. You've done that already on your own. You know? You've already con- gone down that path. And God says, my plan is to prosper you, to bring you out of harm, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a harm that you've put yourself into And I plan to bring you out of that harm and put you in a position where you can prosper and have success and feel reassured about your journey in life. Mm -hmm. That, that, you know, that's how I think that, that, so when we're going through trials and struggles and tribulations that we've brought maybe upon ourselves, or maybe that things were out of our control and things have happened to us, you know, God is basically saying, look, this world puts you in harm's way constantly. What else do you have to lose by trusting me by claiming my promise because my promise is to do completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. This world is always going to bring 
some situation or something upon you that's going to be difficult for you to carry on your own. But my plan is to get you out of that, to bring you out of that, and to put you in a place where you can prosper and grow and feel nurtured and feel reassured, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do we have to lose when we claim God's promises, really? You know, we have, we have nothing to lose because where else are we going to turn? Right. And, you know, you say that, and I always think about those who have no hope yeah. or don't believe in someone greater like our creator, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's like when they're put in those situations, I always think, like, what do they do? Like, there's no other, there's nothing for them to hold on to. No, like, uh, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say, there's, there's nothing for them to grab out and mm -hmm. say, Lord, you know, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Or, I don't know, they just seem very, it seems like a very hopeless situation for yeah. those who do not, um, believe in God. Yeah, I think you have to fight and claw your way through everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it was very stressful and exhausting. Yeah, it would seem very tiring. Yeah. I, bet, I mean, I think when you don't have that perspective, you don't have that, uh, that faith or that hope, then you find yourself having to claw through life, you know, and try yeah. to do whatever you can do to make it through, yeah. you know, whether. And I've felt like that before. I think, you know, I think for me, I, I did struggle sometimes with my faith. And I know that during um, some of the hard times that I was going through, I will describe it as I felt like I was drowning. Mm -hmm. And because I was so stubborn in thinking God can help me with this, you know, and it just felt like I was just drowning underneath all the things going on in my life. Yeah. And I'm just like barely like hands out like, oh, my gosh, some somebody please save me. Yeah. Kind of like Peter in that moment where he yes. started drowning and sinking yes. and just yelled out, Lord, save me. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, again, you're not the only person that might feel that way in that kind of situation or when you're experiencing those kind of things. So it's a very awful feeling. And I mean, I've, I've felt those feelings as well, where it's like, you know, you feel like you're drowning in, in everything, you know, and this, there, doesn't, there doesn't seem to be a way out mm -hmm. and you just feel so hopeless and all you can do is reach out to God. I mean, I can't imagine not having that opportunity to reach out to God mm -hmm. or not telling myself at least, you know, maybe you should reach out to God, <laughs> you know, and drowning and being crushed underneath all that, all that stress. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God, I think is just saying, look, I understand that you go through these things in life. And I want you to remember that I'm by your side and that I am wanting to pull you out of those situations and pull you out of those things. And I think when we have that mentality or the attitude or that simple faith to say, okay, Lord, I don't know how, but work with me somehow, you know, and he starts opening doors. If you don't have that in your life or you don't have that, I don't know, that desire or maybe that perspective or... Uh, that idea in the moment, you know, you have nothing, really nothing to lose. And I think that's why people turn to all kinds of other things to deal with those yes. overwhelming feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You because know, I mean, true. literally, what, what else would you do? Yeah. So you got to find a way to feel better. Gotta, yep. Numb the pain. Numb the pain. Numb the suffering. Distract yeah. yourself. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that faith or you don't have that 
expectation maybe that God can help me through this. And you've got to turn somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to do something with that pain because that pain will just crush you. Right. So and you, I think so many people during that time underestimate God's power. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the reason why they turn to alternatives. Yeah. Well, I think even... Even us that try to be faithful, we underestimate God's power. True. You know, because we can get, we get swept away by things as well. And we uh, underestimate the power, the power of God. And, and I think that that's a lesson that we try to learn, you know, through life. And that's a lesson God's trying to teach us is that I have the power to uh, provide. I have the power to help you succeed. I have the power to get you out of situations that you feel there's no, Mm -hmm. there's no way out. Um, in Hebrews six twelve, we, you know, we read the reason I want to talk about promises today is also because last night we had our devotional, like our Friday night devotional and worship. And we talked about promises, right? There was a chapter that we read, um, in a devotional that talked about God's promises. And I felt like, you know what, that's a really good, it's a really good reminder of who God is because in those promises, we, we understand God's character. And we understand who God is. You know, he's not a distant entity somewhere out in the depths of space. You know, his promises speak directly to us. And so the the passage that the devotional, the chapter opened up with, it says, it's in Hebrews 6, 12. It says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I've found that a little bit interesting because it says, don't be slothful. That's the way the verse starts off the passage starts <laughs> off don't be lazy mm-hmm. i guess right and i wonder what well, what what an interesting way to start a passage that leads into god's promises um why, why do you think why do you think you know the writer of hebrews presumably paul writes about laziness when it comes to god's promises <laughs> well it's funny because i think that sometimes when we um when we're wanting to ask for something, you don't just, you have to ask. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just sit there and then just think God's going to fix it all. Yeah. He's wanting you to ask. He's wanting you to need him and to want him and, uh, you know, to claim his mm-hmm. promises. Mm-hmm. You mentioned also in your experience that you didn't have to claim a promise once, but several times. Yes. And we think sometimes we only have to claim it once and that's it. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I remember, too, growing up, being told, like, you don't always have to ask for the same things over and over and over, like God knows. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to a certain point, like, there, you, not saying that you shouldn't, but it's, I don't think we have to do it, I don't know. I'm very confused. <laughs> Just because, you know, I was told that, but I feel yeah. like God's like, if you want that, ask me for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the circumstances and situations sometimes demand that you do it multiple times. You know, it's, it's, it's like how, how, how persistent, it's almost like how persistent are you going to be? And I think that's what it's talking but about. But that doesn't here. underestimate, is that not underestimating God's power to say like, uh, yeah, God, it's me again, just asking for whatever. I don't. <laughs> and I, saying I, that, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you hear me or. I don't think so. I think that that request certain requests require persistence so that you know whether you sincerely want what you're really asking for. 
you know, okay. like I, I think about in, in the gospels, there were certain examples, certain times when someone would come ask Jesus for something and Jesus would almost kind of like turn and walk around the other way, you know, uh, or the lady that came to him and said, you know, uh, had a request and, and Jesus said, well, I, I, I came for the Jews, you know, I came to provide for them. And she was not a, she was not a Jew, obviously. Right. And then Jesus was about to, you know, walk away and, you know, uh, he said, and, and, and the lady says something to the effect that, you know, even, even the dogs eat the crumbs, you know, that fall mm-hmm. from the table. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, you know, that, that showed persistence. It showed a determination. In other words, she made her initial request, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus responded in a way that almost didn't seem to even acknowledge the request. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet she was persistent. She said, I'm determined, you know, and she found a way to even turn his response into some hope for herself. Like if, if you were rejected in that way, wouldn't you feel like, oh, well, I guess, I guess Jesus didn't come for me after all, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe Jesus just came for that group of people. Maybe the, maybe the, that group of people is privileged and I'm not, I'm just, I guess, okay, Jesus, well, th- thank you for hearing my request. And then I'll just, I'll just walk away now. You know, but I I, I think I think God sometimes wants to test our persistence and our determination because it's not enough sometimes to just be like, uh, okay, Jesus. uh, okay, God, you know, I have this this promise. I found it here in Scripture. Here's a promise word for word. And I'm going to claim it right now. And bam, it's going to happen. Yeah, I guess you're right. Right. I, I don't know. Just something I was told is like you don't have to do it multiple times. I don't remember where I heard that from, but. Well, I think the scripture kind of tells us, yeah, you kind of do have to do it multiple times, you know, even though God knows, but that we're not, we don't know. We're not sure of ourselves. And sometimes the more persistent and determined we are, the more reassurance we get, you know? Yeah, I could see that. And, and, and I think, and like I said, in, in scripture, there are examples of people having to be persistent with God, you know, people having to almost persuade God to acknowledge or to give attention to, you know, I, I think of Moses too. How many times did he intervene for Israel? <laughs> you know, yeah. when God was like, all right, they're, they're so bad. I'm just going to wipe them all out. At one point he even told Moses, you know, I'm going to wipe them all out. Moses, I'll start over with you and I'll make you a great nation. Yeah. Right. And Moses was like, no, no, Lord, what would that say about you? That you delivered all these people out into the wilderness to destroy them, what would that say about you? And I don't think that God needs the persuasion. It's not right. that He needs it, but He He wants to test us also, so that to see, so that we know where we're coming from. Do we really want that, or do we think of God as just some genie that's just going to make our wishes come true? Yeah. <clears throat> think about how think about how lazy our faith would be to if be all we had slothful. to. Yeah, if all if all we had to do was just request it one time and boom, it happened. Yeah, you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd be like, "Well, that that was easy," you know. I mean, we would, our faith would lose its power, really. I mean, you're right because I I will say during all you know the different situations that I've been in, it wasn't just praying once; mm-hmm. it was having to do it daily. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think the more that I prayed about certain things, the more hope 
I think that I had for my future. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't just one and done. Correct. It was persistence. It right? wasn't saying, okay, I prayed about it. Here you go, God. Now it's your problem. Deal with it. <laughs> and and the other thing is the more persistent you were, the more strength you, you gained. But even that strength was not of your own strength. No. It's, it's not like the promise in itself had a, a certain strength. You know, like there's people that have mantras, right? And they repeat their mantras over and yeah. over and over. And, you know, supposedly it's supposed to help you feel better, right? Would you compare the promises of God to a mantra? No. <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> I mean... I mean uh, but first of all, yeah. mantra is mostly self-help. Yeah, it is. What you can do for yourself and what you need to do for yourself. Right. This is totally depending on someone else and someone greater. I'll, I almost feel like, and this is not to offend anyone that has a mantra or anything, but I almost feel like a mantra is Satan's counterfeit to God's promises. Because hmm. a mantra is something you repeat, like you said, it's a self-help thing. Is it depending on my finding my inner self? Yeah, right? your inner strength. My inner strength. To do, accomplish, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas... God's promises is saying in the moments that you feel you have no strength, I have the strength yeah. to give to you if you claim the promises. In other words, it's it's uh, taking the tension away from yourself and from your inner being, mm -hmm. right? And saying there's an outer being, you know, there's a God that cares about me and wants to speak directly to me. And so, you know, it's it's even the strength that we gain by, our repeating our requests and our prayers is not a strength that we get from within ourselves. That's not how it works. Would you say that that's true? True, Jesse. Comes from God. Yeah. The scriptures are to be received as God's word to us, not written merely, but spoken. You know, God's word, right? Yes. Not God's writing. <laughs> Um, and I like how it says here, when the afflicted ones came to Christ, he beheld not only those who asked for help, but all who throughout the ages should come to him in like need and with like faith. Uh, when he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer, thy sins are forgiven thee. He asked the kind of reassurance that Christ wants to give us. Um, it says he spoke to other afflicted, sin-burdened ones who should seek his help. So with all the promises of God's word, in them, he is speaking to us individually. That's what we talked about, right? It seems like when you read a promise, it's like for you. Mm -hmm. Speaking as directly as if we could listen to his voice, it is in these promises that Christ communicates to us his grace and power. They are leaves from that tree which is for the healing of the nations. So, a lot of power behind these promises. And... I don't know. I feel like sometimes we dismiss that or we're dismissive of that. We are. At times we can be. I think sometimes it just depends on the severity of the situation we're in too. Yeah. You know, sometimes we feel like, well, if it's something small, that's when we're, that's when we just kind of are like, oh yeah. But I think when you're, like I said, you know, at the beginning is I think when we're like in the thick of things and we, feel like there's just nothing that can save us i think mm -hmm. that's when those promises that we claim are more genuine mm -hmm. now here's another here, here's another 
question or thought. Are God's promises conditional? And, and, and what I mean by that is if we claim the promise, right, mm-hmm. then we receive a promise, right? The, the condition is to claim the promise, and then we receive the blessing from that promise. But if we disobey, we don't claim the promise, we disobey, do we still receive the blessing? In other words, is, 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 is the blessing of the promise conditioned on our obedience or disobedience? I, I know that's a little. I want to say yes and no because I feel like there are people sometimes who don't always necessarily. I mean, man, I'm trying to think of. I know that's a little. Yeah, because I think there are plenty of people who probably are not obedient but still have blessings, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if they even really claim it, but they're still blessings. Well, here, here's, a little, here's a little passage here that might clear, cl- uh, clarify this. God loves his creatures with a love that is both tender and strong. He has established the laws of nature, but his laws are not arbitrary exactions, right? And he's not demanding that you do these things, right? Um, every thou shalt not, like in the commandments, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not blah. So it says, whether in physical or moral law contains or implies a promise. If that law is obeyed, blessings attend its steps. If that law is disobeyed, the result is danger and unhappiness. The laws of God are designed to bring his people closer to himself. He will save them from the evil and lead them to the good if they will be led, but force them he never will. Okay, so how do you so how do you justify somebody who claims a promise but it doesn't get answered? Is there such a thing? Well, maybe, in, uh, well, I guess maybe not in the way that we think. Maybe that's the, maybe that's maybe, the difference. Yeah. I think, I think all promises are answered. Like, and you said, you, 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 uh, you put a very important, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? I guess you, you stated it, right? In time. Sometimes things happen immediately. Sometimes things take time. It could take months sometimes it takes a little longer sometimes it's sooner you know but it's all in god's time mm-hmm. so those blessings come also with time in the meantime you know you are to be persistent and determined to get god's uh, blessings to receive god's blessings but i think there are people who follow god's laws maybe unknowingly right yeah uh, like you said there's there's people that you know, there's, they're good people. You know, they, they, they may not know that they're necessarily following a law that God put in place, but they're, they're good people. They have a conscience. They try to treat others kindly and well. And, mm-hmm. and so they receive the blessings from that, right? Because, I mean, it's, that's part of God's intent. Um, but then you have people who live life very selfishly and without any regard for anyone. And, do they get the same blessings that the people that are living good lives do? Or are their lives different because they've neglected or they've rejected certain, you know, God's laws? 
getting really into it, aren't you, Chelsea? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to get into it, but I'm, no, I, you know, just, I, know. I, I mean, my, my thing is that sometimes we have this mentality that God will just give me all the blessings that I want and that I need. Mm-hmm. But I'm not expected to live a certain way. A certain way. God, God is just love, and God is just going to provide, you know. But is that, I mean, should we approach God's promises with that kind of mentality? You know, God, God has, has a promise for me, so he's going to bless me anyway. And well, there's not anything I really strive. need to. We should always strive to be, you know, not just, not just good humans, but, you know, just, sh- what am I looking, what's the word I'm looking for? I know this podcast is about searching for words. I know. It's a word search. <laughs> I told you I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, this. Should, should we be very flippant about the promises? No. You know, what, what should be our, our, our approach to the way we live our lives? And what's the... What's according a relationship? To his will. According, exactly. That, that's what we should be striving. There you go. We should be striving to live according to his will. Right. And I think that's what his promises do and his laws. They're supposed to draw us closer to himself. So the blessing really is not that, that I get what I want, right? The blessing right. is that it has drawn me closer to God. Yeah, very true. It has, I mean, ultimately, that is the most exciting blessing that you could receive is that you have a relationship with your creator. You have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we approach promises as kind of a genie in a bottle. A genie in a bottle, yeah. Oh Lord, you promised this, so I'm gonna have you know X, Y, and Z. Right. Well, I definitely know that because, like I said, my examples or my um, the things that I, that have challenged me have definitely my blessings didn't come until years where mm. I can fully see a blessing. Mm. So it was never instant. Mm-hmm. Except my kids, I said, I guess maybe. Oh mm-hmm. well, I don't know. That's well, I mean, no, that's, that's def- even that took time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, I mean, I think the you know that was probably the faster ones, but the other ones, it took time. It yeah. took, and I'm saying years, mm-hmm. not weeks, days, months. It took years for me to fully see God's blessing in those mm. situations, and still continuing to see those blessings from those situations. But has it brought you closer to him? Yes. It's definitely changed my relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and I think that's ultimately what God wants right. more than anything. And along the way, he will provide things in our lives that we can be grateful for. I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't just say, I just want you closer to me. And in the meantime, you never get right anything, you know, right. I, I mean, he wants us closer to him and he will, well, yeah, there was definitely still small blessings that I could see, but I think the major, his major plan mm-hmm. that I can see now and how I can look back now and see the full blessings of that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 a, what a difficult topic, I think, huh? What a deep subject. It's yeah. turned out to be deeper than I thought. I know. Jeez. Man, why did you bring this up, Vanessa? <laughs> I was like, pick a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Something easy. Hey, faith is not supposed to be easy. We're supposed to search it out, right? True. Wrestle with it a little bit. You know, if we don't wrestle with it. What what good is our faith? You know, um, and I, and I think also even in terms, I mean, last our last podcast was about uh, fear, right? Mm-hmm. 
and how fear can bring opportunity, uh, opportunity to even gl- grow closer to him, you know, to ask him for his presence, to ask him for his help. And, and I think that this is a good follow-up to that, um, that podcast and that promises, the promises that God has for us that bring him closer to us, they allow us to um, surpass or overcome a lot of the fears uh, that we have in our world today. And there are so many unknowns, I think, that uh, people deal with. I'm saying there's a lot of unknowns, right, that people deal with today. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the, There's a lot of unknowns. A lot right of now. unknowns. I mean, everyone is kind of on the edge of their seat because it's like, how do I navigate all the things that are happening in the world today, you know? I mean, there's fear about the economy. There's fear about the health situation, right? There's fear about death. There's fears for wars. I mean, there's fears for, I mean, it's like everyone is at the edge of their seat wondering what's next. What's going to happen next? The unknown, right? And and I think with with God's promises and the intent to draw us closer to him is what exactly what we need today, yes. you know? Not so much to have the answers as to how to navigate every little thing in life, but more the assurance that you have God by your side no matter what happens in life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, I, 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 you know, I think, again, you know, going back to these promises, going back to exercise, you know, put putting your mindset, exercising, claiming God's promises. And I think this is a reminder that when we do that, it's not a boom. There it is. OK, right. it's, it's a it's an exercise in faith that requires persistence, that requires determination, that requires faith. So do not be slow. Don't be lazy about it. Right. Don't be lazy about it. Don't just expect right. it just because. I mean, just like any time you want results, you want to exercise. I mean, you want to lose weight. You have to exercise. You have to put the effort in to get the result. Mm-hmm. You know, so faith is the same way. Mm-hmm. In order to have that relationship with God, you have to exercise your 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 faith. Mm-hmm. And, and promises and, are kind of like that exercise equipment, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if I want to exercise my legs, I jump on my bike and I, you know get going right yeah just keep keep working at it you know eventually you know your legs get stronger and so on and so forth right mm-hmm. it's like the, the promises are that vehicle that we need to exercise our faith true you're right and so it's not it's not just a promise isn't just something that we ask for something and something magically appears out of nowhere yeah. or just that necessarily about- makes us feel yeah, just think about when your kids are asking you for a new Lego set. Do you just give it to them, or do you make them earn it? <laughs> <laughs> we make our kids earn it. <laughs> they don't like it, right? They no, don't like but it. we're teaching them something right. that you can't just ask for something and receive it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you got to work for that. Yeah. That, re- that just reminded me of, of, of another uh, story in Scripture in the Gospels where the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, we want you to increase our faith. <laughs> and 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 that and that's where Jesus responded and gave the example of the mustard seed. Yes, you know, and and, and I think it's a, it's it's very interesting because the way the disciples saw faith is that Jesus just had the power to just increase their faith out of nowhere. Yes, and and Jesus is like, wait, wait, is that the way this works? Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, don't underestimate the little faith that you have. Yes, even a mustard seed could do a lot, you know, and 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 it's like. God doesn't want us to underestimate the faith that we have, but at the same time, he's not just going to 
open the floodgates and just let everything in right. all at once. You know, he wants us to also exercise our faith in him through the promises that he gives us in scripture, through that spoken word that, that he wants. Right, which ends up growing that faith. Right. And the disciples didn't get that at that time, you know. They were just about quick results. Let's let's get this going, Jesus. Well, I you know, were like that too at times. <laughs> I mean, I know I feel like that at times that I underestimate my faith. I feel like I'm not equipped. Ah, I don't well, have, you know. I think we all feel that way. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, let's end with this passage. All right. This is going to be a very uplifting statement right here. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> we are too faithless. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, how I wish that I could lead our people to have faith in God. They need not feel that in order to exercise faith, they must be wrought up into high state of excitement. Right? Mm -hmm. There's that that idea, that mentality that in order to uh, exercise faith, I have to feel... On a high all the time. Wonderful. Yeah, I need to have this, yeah, the high... You know, or that 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 excitement, you know, and she's saying that that's not necessarily faith, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it says all they have to do is to believe God's word, just as they believe one another's word. I like how she uses that. I mean, sometimes you're talking to someone, you believe what they're saying. I mean, think about all the people that believe what's in the media. Oh goodness! Right? Yeah, like that. And, and I mean, without even researching it for themselves, they already believe it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to God, it's like, yeah, well, well yeah, <laughs> he hath said it and it, and he will perform his word calmly rely on his promise. I think that's a key word right there. Calmly rely on his promise because he means all that he says, say he has spoken to me in his word and he will fulfill every promise that he has made. Do not become restless. Oh, I'm such a restless person. True, true, true. I am such a anxious, restless warrior. Yeah. So much so that a couple of weeks ago I was diagnosed with TMJ. Lockjaw. <laughs> when I went to the doctor and I was like, doctor, I'm having this this ear pain, you know, and it I was pointing out like where the pain is and it goes runs down my neck, down my shoulder. You know, I said, I think I have an ear infection. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's take a look at your ears. And she looks at my ears. Your ears are perfect. There's nothing wrong with your ears. Stress. I was like, are you stressed? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I said, so she asked me about the stressors. And I said, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stress right now. You know, I'm kind of going through some things at work and so on and so forth, right? And... um and she said, well, this is possibly that condition called TMJ, which is a lockjaw. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, she's like, you know, your stress is probably causing you to clench your face up, you know, your jaw. And it's creating so much pressure that it's affecting the nerves and causing inflammation. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, um, and headaches, you know, and, and yes. pain, really pain. I mean, it was pain. It was very painful. Yeah. There was a full week that you were like headache every day, hurting yeah. every day. My ears hurting from the, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, but again, to the point that I am a very restless person You are, and I get agitated and irritated when things don't go my way. 
And so it says here, the instruction is very specific. Vanessa, do not become restless. Two things she's talking about here. Be calm and don't be restless. Oh, two hard things for you. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah. Be trustful. God's word is true. Act as if your heavenly father could be trusted. That's all. That's it, Jesse. Easy as pie. Not really. <laughs> Easier said than done. But she's right. I mean, it, and, and this, is, this is from um, Ellen White's writings. This is a devotional called God's Amazing Grace. But it is, that's the secret to having an, uh, an claiming, ex- promises. claiming promises. There you go. That's, that's the secret of claim, claiming promises is to ultimately trust in God. And his promises. And his promises and his word. And everything that is written in scripture, every promise that's there is a direct reassurance to To you. you. It's a personal thing. Yes. That's a good discussion. I hope so. I hope, I hope everyone, uh, you know, I hope you've been encouraged by this. Um, I hope that in your life, if you are searching for God's promises, maybe you're searching for his work in your life. Maybe you're going through some things right now and you're like, I you know, I'm lost. I have no idea here what's going on. I'm stressed. I'm restless. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm petrified. I'm fearful. You know, whatever may be going on, you know, I hope that this podcast kind of grounds you a little bit, you know, that you can find the comfort in God's spirit and the comfort in in God's promise and his word. And he wants to encourage you. He wants to ground you. He wants to say, don't be anxious and restless. Hopefully this podcast was a timing for you. A timing for me, it probably was. Yeah, I probably needed to kind of reflect on this, you know, subject mm-hmm. a little bit more. I know I have a lot of work to do with my anxiety and my restlessness. Why you make that face? No face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a face there, Vanessa. You gave me that look like, yeah, you really need to work on that. <laughs> look, I know I need to work on it. All right, I'll work on it. You know what? I'm not saying anything. God will help me, Vanessa. I trust that. Again, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you learn a lot today? I did. Yeah. Me too. I hope, yeah, I hope everyone else, you know, also, uh, and share some encouragement also with the people around you. Don't keep this to yourself. And word and deed and act, find a way to encourage someone this week. Find a way to be a fulfillment of God's promise in someone else's life. Right? Right. Didn't think about that. God could use you to fulfill a promise for somebody else. And with that, drop the mic. (laughs) We'll see you back here next time on Haystack Nation, everyone. God bless. Take care.